Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, we didn't have a game on Sunday. We had a nice training session, nice kick about. 1-2-0, could have scored more. Back into fourth, albeit temporarily, potentially, because Newcastle got a game in hand. But based on where we were after the Leicester game, uh, really down in the dumps, nice to come back with a win. And Dr Tottenham was on holiday, didn't see West Ham. Hopefully they are still on holiday when Chelsea come to town. Two great guests with me, been on here plenty of times before, so you know who they are. But Brad, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good, good, good now. I probably had a few too many celebrationary drinks after the game last night, in both in Tottenham and Ealing, where I live. So, yeah. well, It's not often, certainly this season, but we get a nice, comfortable win, so you should uh, uh, make the most of it while you can. And Justin, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on, and oh, it was a pleasure, pleasure to, to watch the training, training session, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 we'll talk about it, but I, I just couldn't believe how easy it was, really, apart from Jared, Jared Bowen uh, was the only one who looked like he wanted to play for them. But uh, thanks to everybody for watching. Please get involved in the chats, uh, get your comments in, questions, what have you. Please hit the like, please hit the subscribe as well, and also the notification bell. Uh, and Loads of channels today. Chris's Magic, this one, Blue Sofa Songs, all things Tottenham, uh, all in the description. Uh, but Brad and Justin will let you know what you can expect on their channels at the end. Uh, so I mentioned it, Brad, earlier, back into fourth. Uh, it's all potentially temporarily, although Newcastle are on a bit of a bad run at the moment. Uh, uh, they, they've only lost one game in the league, but they've uh, drawn more than they've won uh, and haven't been doing too good of late. Uh, I can't believe the, the, you know, the whole Nick Pope, oh, we should be allowed to play in the cup final. He uh, deliberately handballed the bloody ball. What do you expect, you know? But uh, do you think we'll catch Newcastle? Do you think they're having a bit of a black, bad blip if they lose the cup final? Do you think that will continue? Or or, or or do you expect them to just bounce back soon? I, I think Tottenham... So the problem with Tottenham is you, you want the good Tottenham because the good Tottenham <laughs> is very good. And I think if we can get some form of consistency over our last 15 games. Apparently, we won 10 of our last 15 games last season. And this is the first of yeah. our last 15 games. Uh, I'm probably more worried by Liverpool, who seem to be putting some wins yeah. together. And I've got a couple of games in hand. Uh, I'm not so much worried about Newcastle. I, I think we'll probably... I do what a lot of teams do. They, they get right up there and then they, they tend to, to sort of fall off as other teams... You find that these teams, when they play the second half of the season, the other teams sort of know how to play them a bit better. Yeah. Uh, when with Tottenham, it's the first half of the season, oh, yeah, we can beat them. The second half, they like, oh, we didn't expect this Tottenham turn it up. But uh, yeah, I, I think Liverpool have got two games in hand. Admittedly, they've got to win those. That'll put us one point behind us. And we've got to go to Anfield. So I, I think Liverpool yeah. probably a bigger threat. Chelsea, I think they've got to get it together at some stage because of their the amount of players I've got, but I, I think it'd probably be too late for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Justin, uh, uh, Brad said there, depends which Tottenham turn up. It's, it's not so much which Tottenham turn up these days, it's which manager turns up. We'll get to the managers a bit later on, but under Stellini, we look, the players look like they're enjoying themselves. It's almost a slow Conte. It's, it's you know, the handcuffs are on, the shackles are on, defend, 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 where Stellini, it's defend, keep shape, but enjoy yourself going forward. But, I, I don't really understand why there's a, a yin and yang with two managers, but do you see us clinging on to fourth and keeping fourth, maybe even higher? Would you see Newcastle picking it back up or or, or Liverpool, like uh, Brad says, find their way in or even Chelsea? It's it's a tough one. It really is because you, you, you look at the, the league as a whole. I, 
I think it would the top three would be the top three. I think yeah. when you look at where form is taking them at the moment, I think there's clearly daylight between them and the rest. Obviously, we've got to remember that European football is back. So that's obviously going to take a, a factor within it. And obviously, we know that Newcastle, it, I mean, I think it will, for them, it will depend on this cup final because I think that means everything to them. I, yeah. I really, really do. I think that is the pinnacle of their season. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting when you listen to what Newcastle fans are saying and what the club are saying, as much as top four would be lovely. I think you can tell the difference between how they treat the how they treat it to how we treat it in that they will take a cup over top four that yeah. they will take yeah. that trophy you know they they've been in the top four before under in the years gone by with Bobby Robson and people like that so they've done the top four period before I think for them it is the cup but obviously I mean, I'm I'm of the camp that I do want. I'd like. I know it won't happen, but I'd have liked Pope to play because it's two different competitions. I don't, I don't really understand that how you can be banned no. for a league for a cup when it you're you're a fence to. But then isn't oh, it for Eng- English English competitions? Isn't it an English ban or something like that? I don't. Yeah, really know. but then obviously it would work the other way because I think Bruno Guimaraes got sent off in the semi final yet can play in the final. So <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's just uh, one of those things. But in terms of Newcastle. I think it is, I, I must have been in January when they let Chris Wood go and brought in Anthony Gordon. I did sit there and think, well, that's not like for like, you know, if you're going to no. go and let Chris Wood go, you needed someone to come in who was going to bring those goals in. If Isak and Wilson are, bring, you know, doing it for you. And to be honest, in the last sort of couple of games, they haven't really looked like the Newcastle that we have seen. No. They've, had, they've been good with the ball, but not in terms of going forward. I do agree with what Brad's saying. I think Liverpool um, is a worry, you know, but we have to wait and see with them because obviously one of the things that they tend to struggle with is injuries. You know, they have got players starting to come back, but we'll obviously see how that factors in. Um, I don't think Chelsea are anywhere in this. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he's there. It wouldn't surprise me if he's not there come the end of the season, let alone next season, which is crazy. uh, To to me, I think he will be because the problem being is, is that this is, it's very, they've turned around and created a situation that doesn't suit the manager. You know, if you look at Graham Potter as a manager, it is someone who has, um, you know, younger players, you know, that he can build, he can develop, he takes his time and things like that. He doesn't sit there and have 400 signings dumped on him of world <laughs> class, you know, and told to just get on with it, you know, and, and, and then things like that. So that was never going to work. No. So I, I think the club either had to anticipate that or have to accept that they are to blame with regards yeah. to that. Um, you know, so I think from, from that aspect... Top four, we're now back into the equation, but it's a case of for how long. You know, it's one of these things with Tottenham. You know, I think I've said it before with the real Tottenham Hotspur, please stand up because, you know, we we saw a a wonderful um, tactical display against Manchester City and then an absolute horror show in terms (laughs) of Leicester, you know. And and then obviously we saw, you know, a lacklustre, kind of a you know almost too respectful too much respect i think was given to ac milan in that game um you know and then obviously 
dragged in this game. We had a probably one of the dullest 45 minutes I've ever seen in my life. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was like, oh, okay, well, we're still in the game now. Let's take the shackles off. So I think there's still parts of what Conte does in what Stellini's doing, but whether it's just there's more of a freedom to it, I don't know. But I think Tottenham now have put themselves in a situation where they have got a real chance of getting top four. But again, that is a real sad indictment that here we are, 12 months on, having yeah, the same changed. conversation. You know, this is where we were before. I think the only difference was we've been knocked out by Middlesbrough. But don't worry, Sheffield United's on the horizon. So, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, I think I was man. on, um, I was doing a, a chat with um, Marlon <laughs> yesterday and you're almost looking at it and it's quite scary how Conte and Mourinho's, you know, is going the same way. I mean, you if honestly, if Conte got sacked a week before us getting to the FA Cup final, I'd, hmm. I'd just I'd just be like, this is scary. This is far too scary for me. And someone's got to let me out. Give me the blue pill. I'm going. I don't want any more part <laughs> yeah. of this and what have you. So, yeah. But it's one of those things um, that we just have to wait and see. But in terms of what Mark has just put in the chat, I yeah. will just say that, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, Newcastle's reserve keeper cup tied. is cup mm. tied because he actually played for United in yeah. the League Cup. So they've either <laughs> got to use a reserve goalkeeper or Carrius, who yeah. uh, last final he was in was... Uh, he was amazing against Madrid. He was, bless him. <laughs> well, to, to be fair to him in that, he did get a concussion and that was before all of this concussion protocol that players mm-hmm. have to go off and everything like that. So he did have a concussion. So he, he shouldn't have been playing after that. But it, it wouldn't surprise you, does it, after, you, like you just said, Justin, making light of the Madrid game, it wouldn't surprise you if he puts in a man and a match performance <laughs> and Newcastle win because of their third choice goalkeeper. Uh, yeah. So it's quite an you interesting could, you final. You couldn't write it, though, to be fair. And that yeah. would just sum up uh, the Premier League as a whole. I know it's a League Cup final, but it would sum up the Premier League as a whole, really. <laughs> I'm just wondering whether, and maybe maybe you guys or anyone in the chat, I would say that we're probably in a better position this time than we was this time last season, as far as Are the top have- four. Because we were there was one stage where we were like seven points uh, a game more and yeah. about 10 goals behind Arsenal, who are currently in fourth at that time. Yeah, we're, we're currently in fourth, aren't we? Whereas yeah, last time, like yeah. you say, Brad, it was Arsenal's to throw away, which thankfully yeah. they did. But yeah, well, It's Arsenal's to throw away this time. The only thing I would say to that is that you're right. In terms of points and position, we're in a better place with regard mm. to it. I think the only thing I would say is, is that the football that we played in those last, as you said, you know, those games that we won on that run that we ran mm. and went on, some of the football was breathtaking. It yeah, really it was. was. And, and the yeah. way that we turned over Arsenal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium mm. was just fantastic. Yeah. I don't like know. If we'll, we'll, mm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I just don't know if we'll, we'll see that mm. this time around because it just doesn't feel like there's the belief from the management to say, go and express yourselves. You know, or clearly someone said it to Emerson Royale because God knows what he was on, you know, to, to be fair. And God knows. I mean, I think it's the fear of 40 million quid being spent against him. That's all I can think. That's what I think. We'll get on to Emerson because he deserves a shout out. He has had a better performances mm. since Povo's turned up. But uh, very, very quickly, uh, Brad, West Ham looked to me like they set up for a draw. I was hoping to have a friend of mine who's a West Ham fan, but he's got his own channel. So he's on there today. But I was talking to him after the game and he was... When he saw the lineup, uh, his first comment on Twitter was, "Oh, let's play for a draw and leave with a draw." Uh, 
apart from mm. this guy. Does that come it, up? It, it, I can't see if it's come up. Yeah, Jar- it's come up. Yeah, Bowen. Yeah. Jared Bowen, he was the, literally after 20 seconds, uh, he was the only one who looked like he was trying to win a game. Uh, good save by Forster, uh, just wide on that first one. Uh, we don't have to go too far into West Ham, Brad, because quite clearly we couldn't care less about West Ham and if they <laughs> go down or not. But uh, when, when you look at Tottenham and their defensive woes, it, it just makes you wonder, doesn't it? With all this money that these managers are paid for scouting and everything like that, you know, oh, terrible defence. Let's not attack them. Let's make it easy for them. It, it's just very, very strange. And I mean, it just flattered us because it was just an easy, easy game. But a lot of that, Brad, was to do with West Ham just didn't seemingly try. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting what uh, Stellini said in, I think it's on BBC uh, interview. It's along the lines of, and obviously the English, you know, interpretation comes into it. It's along the lines of we set up to just basically be at ease in the first half and just sort of, you know, and keep them, keep them, you know, just sort of play the ball around, whatever. And then the second half stretch them. So it's almost like we're playing within ourselves and we re- we're relying on our superior stamina to come out yeah. or energy. The new new word in football analysis now is energy, isn't it? And to use our energy in in in, in the second half, um, yeah, West Ham's out for a draw. That's David Moyes, isn't it? He's he's known for that sort of football. So, well, well last you know. two seasons they've been really difficult mm. to play. They've been scoring goals, and and yeah, this season it's just well, I don't watch them that often, but you have to say, well, you have to assume with their position horrendous this season, mm. and they're not scoring goals and they're not keeping clean sheets either. So it's just a recipe for disaster. Well, they they bought Danny Ings, didn't they? He's got a really yeah, good record. They didn't play the guy. He played on the bench, and also that uh, far, far, whatever his name is, Faketa, far, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, had him yeah. on the bench as well. So yeah, I, I, as you say, Chris, who cares? You know, we got. The- <laughs> We got the, the, the three points, and yeah. you know, that's, well, that's enough about West. That's enough about West Ham, <laughs> Justin. Uh, apparently, these days, picking the ball up in your box is not a handball, uh, <laughs> a- accidental or not, Justin. No penalty, apparently. Accidental or not, it's it stopped the ball from going to Kane, who's had a one-on-one or a clear shot mm. at goal. Uh, thankfully, it didn't matter in the end. Uh, Match of the day, too, was just at Stephen Warnock, I think it was, who should be fired from any football punditry. Uh, it was very good by the referee to uh, explain to Spurs players why it wasn't given a penalty. It's like, <laughs> if I shoot you in the face, it's very good of me to explain why I haven't <laughs> shot you in the face. The fact that you've got a bullet hole in your head proves that I'm talking absolute crap. He also gave Antonio a yellow card for, you know, hitting the ball against Kane, who went down. And then not giving him a yellow card when he mm. took Hoiberg's ankle. So Stephen Warnock saying the referee did well. I'm not really sure what he's playing at, but then it obviously doesn't help Michael Oliver when VAR are saying it's not a penalty. And I mean, well, the, well yeah, I mean the, prob- you, the problem. You said, yeah, you said about Spurs where where we were same conversation. We're having the same conversation about referees and inconsistency. It's just VAR's yeah. introduced. Yeah, I think the problem the with the Antonio one because it, it, it I think. Michael Oliver, I think with that, got himself in a right mess because he booked Antonio for the Mm. first challenge, which wasn't really a yellow. It was just a, come on, don't do that. Um, And then obviously it was quite an innocuous one that would have got a yellow. I think the problem is, is what he's done is he's thought, 
I'm going to balance it out. But the problem is, is that it doesn't look right. And the issue for me when it comes to the the handball situation, I, I mean, I get what he's saying that he's telling some, he's, he's actually talking to him, which I understand what you're saying, although I do hope that you don't use that reference in terms of myself as shooting me in the face and then explain to me why you shot me in the face. Um, you I know, don't have so... a script on here. It was the first thing I could think of. To oh, fair enough. Well, as, as long but... as you don't take that forward, we're absolutely no, fine. No. But um, to me, I, I do... I, I've ruined the chance of ever meeting you at the ground. Well, now, yeah, if, if, you, if, you, if you turn around and just say, when can we meet PS, I've got a shotgun license, I might be like, <laughs> might give that one a miss, if I'm honest. But yeah. uh, the one thing I would say, and okay, in terms of the context of it doesn't solve anything, I do kind of understand what, what Stephen Warnock was saying about the fact, because a lot of the time, referees don't talk. And I mm. do feel that that is something we may not like the decisions they come up with, but I do feel that that is something that needs to be Maybe. more and more apparent, whether it be that it is, you know, because we, we ask for managers to come out and explain decisions. We ask for players to come out. I don't see why referees should be hidden away and doing that. So I kind of don't have so much of an issue with it. And to some extent, I don't have an issue with his view in terms of, you know, that the handball situation. The one I do have an issue with is VAR because to me, it's not, you know, I'm just, it's almost like sitting thinking, has West Ham had a situation, you know, recently where a guy has gone to ground and made a wonderful save that wasn't a goalkeeper? I don't know if they had one last week, did they? Against Chelsea, mm. perhaps? You know, I mean, it's like, surely, surely if you've seen this incident, and everybody then thought that was a penalty. Why is it that we're seeing it again? Very, very similar. And I don't care what anybody says. The view, the rule is meant to be if your ball, if your hand is away from your body and it is connecting, you are basically instruct. You are you are get obstructing the ball. It is a clear <laughs> and obvious the most clear and obvious handball I've ever seen. Mm. And you know, Dermot Gallagher on, on Sky Sports News this morning turned around and said, it's a pain. Yeah, he did. It's a pain. I that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and to be fair, the only reason he can say that he thinks Michael Oliver, although when you look at it back, Michael Oliver to me looks like he has a clear direction to it. But the only thing you can perhaps give is that there were people in the way and it looked. And I think what he was saying, which is what he was explaining, was because it looked like he was going down in terms of under the pressure from Richarlison. Because if you look at it, Richarlison yeah. looked like he was putting pressure, which is why I think, OK, I maybe can understand it. But VAR has got to look at that no. and think that is as clear as anything. He could have just picked the ball up, scooped it and launched it out. <laughs> you know, the way he was going about it, it just seemed absolutely no. ludicrous to me. And I don't understand how it is a week on, you know, we've, we're seeing another instant with the same team. So this isn't like, you know, another team or anything else. This is just the same team doing the same thing. I'm like, well, hang on West a minute. Ham is fans anybody would, picking yeah. that? West Ham fans will tell you they don't get decisions against the big six, which is quite Well, amusing. they've got two of them now. Yeah. I mean, I mean Brad, Brad, they said it was because he was uh, un off balance. But the amount of times you see a red card or a yellow card for a challenge because someone's off balance and they end up catching someone's leg. It's just a poor excuse. And... and I, I get what Justin's saying and um, Stephen Warnock saying it is good that they're they're talking to the players. And, and it's not Michael Oliver's fault. He can only give, give what he sees. 
it's VAR who's supposed to help him there. But yeah, I, I just can't understand how how many eyes are in VAR, Boom. That's not well, he, 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 Thankfully, it didn't matter. But it didn't matter. But he he actually he more or less touches it twice. Yeah, he's yeah. going he down. Scooped, he, he, more, he, more, he, and he scooped it forward, didn't he? Yeah, he, it's he, a scoop that got me. You know, you could you could make the argument he's trying to stop his fall and it hits his hand, but he touched it twice. He literally yeah. sort of you know shoveled it away. You know, when you look at the handballs that have been given this season for penalties, I mean, you know, that's as good as anyone that I've seen given this season. But, uh, yeah, yeah was, but, uh, you know, VAR... I thought was... it was a fantastic save, if I'm honest. Brilliant. Yeah. I didn't know we could have two goalkeepers now out from to him. Yeah. I mean, it's got to the stage that I don't really know what the uh, handball ball nah. is in the box. And same with offside. I don't know what if this phase of play is offside or that phase of play is offside because the identical two things in two games, you get one decision for one against. Yeah. But uh, it's just... Yeah. What gets me is in the last couple of weeks, you've seen the the guys that look at them in the VAA headquarters, they're making errors. It's supposed yeah. to be video-assisted referee, but they're looking at it and think, oh, I missed that. But you're, you you're, know, you're, so you're normal fan, like us three and plenty of others, really? neutrals oh, as well, two. can see within two minutes or less, no, less than a minute that well, it's handball. You they don't should need, have a, v, we, a VAVAR. Need, yeah, we don't they need to have a set up, the video assisted, <laughs> video assisted referee. So, someone to look at the person that's looking at the VAR and say, Actually, I think you might have missed that. Yeah. You know, and then maybe have someone behind that person, you know, to row them. What Vlad has shrewdly done is identify the problem in a nutshell. It's far too complicated. Handball is handball. End of. <laughs> But Justin, let's move on to our newest player, a brand new player that we've signed. He's on the left. Emerson <laughs> yeah. Boyle, a man transformed. Richarlison furious with him because he needs a goal as well. We'll talk about Richarlison later. But uh got a new player. And if Kane leaves, Emerson can go up top as well. Uh, <laughs> I personally think it's Spence was never going to get a game. Emerson knew that, so he's not going to get ahead of me. And the fact that we let Doherty go on a free... I think Emerson probably thought Conte doesn't really trust him. If I'm fit, I play. And it's one of these scenarios, uh, Justin. I don't really need to try. I just need mm. to keep fit and don't do anything really stupid in training. And I'll play. Now he's got Porro, 40 million or whatever. Well, they've bought him. He might get in ahead of me. I've got to buck my ideas up. His crossing's got better. Barving, uh, Ben Davies not kind of anticipating it, hitting his knee or, or chest and going out. He'd have had a, a, a shot of goal. He had a good cross against City for Kane and got his feet mixed up, Kane. Uh, and he took his goal superbly. And, and I mean, what do you put the recent form? Yeah, yeah. What do you put Emerson's upturn in form? Because of uh, Povo, attitude, something else? Uh, it was brilliant to see, brilliant to see. Uh, what do you put it down to? I think for me, I sort of look at it, and I must admit, you know, when I watched it, because... I watched that goal probably more times than I've watched any goal in my life because <laughs> I sat there and I was like, <laughs> so, sorry, Davies. <laughs> in, so, sorry, let me get this right. So Davies <laughs> into, so let me get this right. It was Davies. <laughs> I was like, you know, you know, when you just sit there in your head and you're like, yeah. you're sort of shaking yourself. It was Davies into, was it, was it Dave? It was almost like I just kept playing that over and over in my head. I don't even think I got any sleep. Because, um, you know, you see those memes <laughs> where there's that girl sitting there going, oh, I think he's about, I bet he's thinking about other women. And the guy's sitting there and there's like 
speech bubble. And to me, it was me sitting there going, but Davies into Royal, is that possible? <laughs> because I just looked at it. But then what I almost thought, now I don't know whether this is something that Stellini or Conte or anything like that has picked up, but if, they, if they've, if this is something they've stumbled on, I think this is actually a work of genius because <laughs> I think, yes, okay, it's got better, but that's like the equivalent of saying that I've got better of losing weight because I didn't have a Domino's this week. You know, it's kind of, a case <laughs> of you know, it's, it's a similar sort of thing to that, really. I, I, I don't really feel that we're going to sit there and think his crossing is going to get to the stands and Tottenham. But, what I what I noticed, I think after my 56th time of watching it, was <laughs> what I saw leading into it was almost this notion that Royal looked at it and thought, I'm not I'm not somebody who can do that. I, you know, I'm, I've tried, I've spent a million quid, I've done all these things, that and the other. That is not me. OK, I can do the defensive elements, but I can't do the attacking elements. But what I can do is I can drift inwards. And I could almost say to Kulisevsky, which if they if this is what they do going forward, could be a master trope. Almost saying to Kulisevsky, right, I, I, this is where I will go on the wing up to like the halfway line. But when I get to the halfway line, I'm going to start drifting inwards because if I see an opportunity arise where I can come into the, you know, into the middle and pick up a goal, that people aren't going to expect that. Mm. They're going to have expected, you know, anybody and I mean anyone, you can put Fraser Forster <laughs> on that list. Hugo Lloris, I expected over Royal to be to take that position. But the fact of it was, was that it was almost as if the way he, because I said, he just drifted in, no one followed him, and he just watched it. And the way he took the goal, mm. you kind of first had to just say, it, it was amazing. It, was, it wasn't walloped. He didn't smash it or anything like that. He just watched the ball onto his foot and just placed it beautifully in the corner. And I almost sat there and thought, if this is something that the, that, that the Tottenham hierarchy or people like that have looked at and thought, do you know what? We could do this. We know he's no good on the wing, but we could almost get him to the defensive element, but then have him drifting in and almost saying to Kulisevsky, right, your element will be a little bit like Rashford's, which is either go down the wing and whip the ball in or go down the wing and cut inwards. And then if he's doing it, kind of um, Royal drops back. So it's almost a case of whichever one of them cuts in, the other stays on the wing almost, if, if that makes sense. So you've kind of got them, you know, rather than what I think what they've been trying to do, which is have two attacking options in terms of a wing back and a winger, almost saying, look, we have a defensive wing back who will drift inwards if there's an opportunity to do so, or we have a winger who will go down the wing or will drift inwards. And it almost as if that, threw West Ham completely out because it was just no way. Honestly, mm. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Pep Guardiola, you know, you know, Angelotti, Klopp. Nobody <laughs> could have watched that and said, be wary. I, I, I guarantee if you'd have sat there, there's not at any point David Moyes went, right, now they've got Kane, now they've got Som, but keep an eye out for Royal because he could drift inwards and get over there. <laughs> and, and that is the bit, you know, to me, as I say, when, you, when you're reaching a point that our two, at the moment, our best wing-backs are our best full-backs, it's kind of like, hang on, that doesn't really make any sense. But credit where it's due, it was a beautifully taken goal um, and beautifully worked by um, 
you know, Davies as well to get in the position. But I do also think we need to recognise Hoiberg because that pass, oh, was, wow, what a pass. That was beautiful. I mean, that it just took, about, it took at least slide. three players out, yeah. didn't it? And, absolutely yeah. sliced mm. West Ham straight in down the middle. And then obviously Davies and Royal did the rest. So no credit to, to all of them. As I said, I think each, those two in particular, I think both had a really, really good game. And I think it was a toss-up between... Davies and Royal. I know that Sky gave it to Davies for man of the match, yeah. but obviously the Spurs fans voted for Royal. And as I say, he's not been playing too badly. If you look at the games that he's been doing, it's almost as if, as I said, Tottenham have just spent forty million pounds on almost training this. It's <laughs> almost just like a shot in the arm to say, right, this is your last chance. Mm. We're fed up of putting up with you now. Either fix it now, or this guy comes in. And I don't think it helped that Pedro Porro had a shocker against Leicester. So nah. it's kind of almost helped his cause. But he's doing the business, so that's off to him. Well, well Emerson is a defender, isn't he? Was Porro's an mm. attacker. And certainly that second goal, Madison, or whatever it was, Madison's goal, was from Porro just bombing up forward and then leaving yeah. massive gaps. You don't get that with Emerson. You just don't get the end product with Emerson. I think that's now, where, but... to be fair, it's kind of almost a positive to have both because if you've got yeah. a game like Man City where you need to be more defensively mind on the ball, you know, that is where Royal yeah, come, perhaps comes into it. But if you've got an opportunity, uh, which I thought was why I, I was surprised he didn't play Porro because I sat mm. there and thought that, you know, this is West Ham, and as you say, I saw their lineup as well. And I and I'm, I'll be honest, if I was a West Ham fan, I'd have been livid because, you know, let's face facts, they beat us quite a few times. They beat us plenty of times yeah. at their ground. They took they were the first team we lost to was West Ham. You know, the thrill with Mourinho, they are a they are a real pain in the ass for us. So I honestly <laughs> sat there and thought, especially after us taking a four one hiding to Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, surely you would have just turned around and said, right, let's put all our big guns out, go for it. Let's just absolutely yeah. go for it because I reckon they'll crumble. Yeah, it's not it's even that. Is that. A, a derby for me is who wants it more and the crunching yeah. tackles, the 50-50. There was none of that from West Ham. I couldn't believe nah. it. And and, mm. and and Brad, I'm delighted for Emerson. I, I, I've always quite liked him. He, you get players who are terrible and then don't try. He always tries. He always mm -hmm. puts in a shift and a hundred percent. So I'm delighted he's getting some some plaudits his way. Uh, and looks like he's enjoying his football again. Uh, but like Justin said, you've got to give huge, huge props to Hoiberg for cutting about three people out. Davies could have had a nosebleed up there. He showed great composure as well, and then Emerson as well. But mm -hmm. if we are to get this top four. You need to get goals through the team. And we've well, had we've had a goal there scored by someone that isn't one of our main guys and set up by two people who aren't our main guys. So it, it's and then the second goal was set up and scored by our two main guys. So we, we've had a result here that, you know, well, this first is... goal, crucial goal is set up and made and scored by people you wouldn't expect. And sharing uh, uh, goals throughout the team. And you, you need that. You, you're going to need that if you want to get top four. So if it is, like Justin said, a, a tactical thing of get Emerson to uh, uh, drift in, I'm all for that. And if we can get more people on the score sheet and more people on the assist sheet, all for that. Well, for it that. was a, I mean, that, that, that is a, a Conte wing-back goal, isn't it? That's what he wants his wing-backs to do is one to get forward. I mean, it wasn't a cross, admittedly, but one get forward, cross it, and the other one come in and score. Yeah. You know, so that was that was a, a classic Conte wing back goal, and I feel like you, Chris. I feel really good for Emerson because I've never, 
I didn't I didn't like all the hate he was getting from fans on social media and whatnot. I always thought that he's a half decent player. He just wasn't an attacking wing back. No. Uh, you know, to get down the right, take Plaz on, put the cross yeah. in. He just wasn't that sort of player. But and he, he, he is young as well. So, you yeah. know, it takes time was, to mould these players no, into what you a, want. No brainer when it's between him and, and Doherty who was going to go. Because, yeah. yeah, you're right. He's he's only, what, 23. He's, he's one of the fittest players in, in, yeah. in the squad by all accounts. Big and strong and he, as and well. He tries. he tries and he enjoys it. You can see he enjoys playing for Tottenham. You know, the old yeah. thing about wearing the badge with pride, that sort of thing. And he puts in. So, yeah, I, I'm really, really pleased for him. Uh, and, yeah, going back to what Justin was saying about cutting in, I think he did that a bit against Milan as well. He seemed to be all over the place, all over the uh, place against Milan. And I guess if you think the problem we had with our, our two wing-backs was they could basically look at the left and think, well, there's Perichic, World Cup winner, World Cup player. There's Sonny, one, you know, golden boot. So we'll concentrate on on that, and we 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 won't we won't rally about the right hand side because that Emerson guy he he he's not he's no danger. So you, <laughs> you you get this sort of pressure that when Emerson drifts in, they're sort of thinking subconsciously, uh, we won't track him because he, he's no danger, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, and that, yeah. It, yeah. So I, I just ironically that the the the, 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 the Conte wing back goal scored by two effective. Fullbacks, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I like Justin. I was surprised that Porro didn't start because I thought, you know, home game, West Ham going to win it. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, Maybe the Leicester game, just no confidence in him at all. But uh, Justin, with Emerson, do you think partly as well that the upturn in form, nothing to do with Porro or anything like that? If you looked at his celebration, ball under his shirt, sucking his thumb. So he obviously either had a baby or got one coming very quickly. So he's matured very quickly because he's he's going to be a dad, or or do you think that's think reading it's, too it's much a, into it? I think it's a very difficult one because obviously, the, I mean, I, I I will put my hands up. As I said, I have been one of the ones that have been screaming about him getting him out of the club. But as I said, you know, because I just didn't feel. Yeah. But I always did it with a, a sense of I felt sorry for him because this was a guy who'd been bought for Nuno Espirito Santo, mm, right? That's yeah. who he was bought for. He was brought in to play in a 4-4-2 formation. Mm. And now he's been now he's been told to try and play in a position that he's not, you know, destined for. So that is very difficult to turn around to say to a, a very young man, you know, I want you to change how you, you know, how you play your game and if you want to be part of it. So I think that would have always been very, very difficult for, for him to do. But... I think the one thing that we do perhaps need to sort of look at, and and I said credit to him if it is, is the fact that whilst I, you know, we he has tried and Conte has tried, and everyone's tried to turn him into a proper, you know, wing back that fits the Conte system. If this is a, a sort of a a collective in terms of all of them, and particularly him, to almost not try and turn him into that specific style, but almost to adapt him to a style that is going to sort of work, you know, because that's the whole point. The definition of madness is just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if they just looked at it and thought, maybe we could try this to see if this will help develop his game. And and to be fair, you know, if you, if you let's, let's not forget a certain player that we had on our books who was a wing back who we didn't want and was almost very close to being sold in, and that was Gareth Bale. So, mm. you know, we we've had Danny Vose, Danny Vose as well before Pop yeah. got, yeah. got him yeah. into the and, you know, room. so it is one of those things that I think 
if a player is, you know, wants to be there, wants to give it his all, wants to be 100% part of it and do everything he can, then fair enough. I mean, the one thing I would say is I, I'd be quite intrigued if this isn't sustained, him doing these performances. Part of me thinks, well, why don't we try him as a centre-back? Because I sort of look at him and think, actually, would mm. he be a bad option for that? Because I look at it and think, He's got the defensive capabilities there. Would it be a bad shout if if the wing back position isn't going to be suitable? But I think again the the question marks around that will be um, whether Pochettino wants him. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm, I'm a, sorry. My bad. I'm ahead of myself. Sorry, sorry. Allegedly, you're uh, not that far. Yeah, you're not that far ahead of yourself because we are talking about the managers a bit later. But a uh, <laughs> couple of comments. So Mark Swift doing my job for me. Thank you very much. Hit that like and sub absolutely, and get your comments in. Would you? Think, right. uh, will we get top four? Will we get top four? Will we win an FA Cup? You know, our thoughts on Emerson, Kane, Son, Richarlison, the lot. Uh, Bobby K, how you doing, buddy? Uh, thanks so much. Hey, for Bobby, watching. happy birthday! In. And Mark Swift beat me again. Sub to three Spurs boys too. That's Bobby K's channel, brilliant channel with him. Big K, little K as well. Uh, Brad, uh, another player, the Charlison got his chance. Didn't mm. really do anything. Uh, had, had he had the Sun Hyun Ming ball from Kane, didn't he? Over the top at the end of the first half. I think mm. a, a confident, confident with Charlison hits that first time, doesn't let it bounce, and then the, it, he got his shot off, which was good, but it was always favoured, favouring the goalkeeper. But I, I wonder, he's a striker, I think, with Charlison. That's where he wants to play. That's where he plays well for Brazil. Yeah, he has a lot better players at Brazil who give him chances. Uh, and he, he scored uh, a lot of goals at Everton, kept them up kind of on the wing and in the middle last year, but he was the big fish there. He's never going to be the big fish in a small pond at Spurs. Uh, but I, I know it's probably a sore subject for you because you're still six goals off your winning bet. Uh, <laughs> I did think of you as soon as I saw him in the starting line. But I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think he played too bad. You know, he, he, that, that <laughs> shot that he had from Kulisevsky, I thought was slightly behind him. So he had to generate a lot of power himself. Uh, but how, how did you think he did? And, We'll talk about Sun later because of what Sun did. Richardson mm. probably won't start against Chelsea now, but uh, 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 it's a good option to have. And he's gonna he's gonna run. He's gonna be a lot lot fitter than Kane and Sun are, who are getting on a bit now. Uh, I've, I've seen, I thought he played all right. Yeah. How, how did you rate his performance? I, I've seen Richardson play terrifically and not score, but really put in. Yeah, I don't think he did so yesterday. I was disappointed, if I'm honest. Right. Uh, and I, I think he just needs, and this is the, the problem we have, is he needs a run of games. Yeah, exactly. And and when I when I had that bet, if anyone's watching this, don't know, I had a bet, only a ten pound bet, so it's not gonna not gonna throw me out on the streets. If I, I thought win. it was a thousand you put on. You said no. The ten pound bet that Yeah, my friend, my friend said that he didn't think he would score over five goals in the Premiership. And right. I said I think he will. And at, at the time, yeah, yeah, he was he was he was fit. He was getting a couple of games. He scored a couple of goals against in, in the Champions League. And I think due to lack of playing, he's been injured for three or four weeks with hamstring injuries and that. Yeah. So my bet's not looking very good. But he's a sort of player, and I think he did this at Everton. If he gets a couple of goals, I think he'll go on the scoring spree. Yeah, will I he get that, so will he get well. that chance? You know. But going back also to what you're saying about Ricardo as, as a central striker, yeah. 
uh, uh, with Brazil, he had, and I can't remember the names, he had Junior someone, Rafi, yeah, uh, Neymar and Rafinha behind him. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know, if he played that same similar role, and I don't think it's the way Conte plays, but if you had Son, Kane and Kuliszewski behind him, that's not bad. So, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, but I, I can't see us ever, uh, certainly not under, under, under Conte, I don't think we'd play that, that sort of formation. Although, uh, it is, it is a sort of a posh formation, if you if you get my drift. So, uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, I was disappointed in, in him yesterday. Because, I, I, like you, Chris, I saw him on the... On the and I, I thought it was correct. I thought it was correct to, to put Son on the bench. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about him in a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and, I, yeah, I was hopeful that, oh, yeah, this will be the game, you know, day he, he scores that goal and, and gets me towards my uh, amazing prize of £10. But, unfortunately, it wasn't to be in... Yeah, how, so much, really how much will you win if it, if it does come in? If he goes on a spree, only ten pound. It's it's only a yeah. It's, it's not it's not like it's. A, but how much would you win? Ten pound. Just win your tenner. Just win your tenner. <laughs> it's only ten. Oh oh yeah. oh! I thought you said you put ten pounds on. No oh. no no! It's a, it's it's like a, he can't it, have been yeah. one to one. <laughs> it's a bet of a friend of mine. A bet of a friend of mine. Oh, oh, you, I, you've, oh, you, you've, met, you've met Steve, Chris. You've met him before. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. I see. I thought yeah. he went to the lad books or somewhere like that. No, 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 no. I don't think they'd have given him great odds if you'd have spent <laughs> on tenner to get Richardson getting, you know, six goals. I think they'd have expected that, to be fair, although it doesn't look like it now. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bobby <laughs> but, I mean, Kate, uh, late response, listening while cooking. No apologies necessary. Thanks so much for watching and getting mm. your comments in. Hope you're cooking something nice. What are you cooking? Uh, yeah. Sorry, Justin. No, no, I was going to say. Um, I must admit, I was pleased when Richarlison got given his chance. I think oh, my, yeah. I looked at it and I thought one of the things I found very frustrating and Conte's doing it and Mourinho did it, which is I've got players I can trust. They will do a job for me, even if they're stinking the place out. Right. And <laughs> as much as I love Sonny, I think he is one of our best players, but he hadn't been at his best. His no, he needed been dropping. I'd been calling for, for a he few did, games. He did, he did need drop him. But my issue, I think, that I have when I look at the Richarlison situation is that I believe there were better options for what we needed. Um, you know, because when I look at where Richarlison was at his best, was up top. You know, when Calvert-Lewin was out mm. and he was having to lead the line and, and it was more of a focal point and that seemed to work for him. I think when Calvert-Lewin came back and he was playing on the wing, you didn't get much from him. And, and when I look at the options that were sold in the summer for less, let's not forget this is less than what Tottenham paid for Richarlison. You know, Jesus went for £45 million. Raheem Sterling went for £50 million. My gut feeling is that either one of those would have been a better option in I, terms I, I, of. I think with Jesus, he is a front man, a number nine, so that wouldn't work. Sterling, well, I, he, Sterling, he I is, think. But he's, he has had. Be, I'm just referring to it more as better success. Oh, right, okay. Oh, right, okay yeah. mm -hmm. Sterling, though, I think he's one of them players who benefited by playing with David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne, people who don't even look up, know he's there, whip it to him straight away. Sonny was at. Partly at his best with the Christian Eriksen, where it was Eriksen gets the ball, whips it over the sun instantly, one on one with a defender, no time to uh, set himself, skins him. Someone has to come out, leaves gaps open. And I think Sterling at us, apart from Kane dropping deep, we don't have anyone supplying the ball. And it's not necessarily Sterling's fault, but 
when he does get the ball slowly, it, 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 he's, he's doubled up on or the bloke's right in front of him. So he has no choice to go back. And it ends up looking like he's really, really ineffective. Whereas at Man City and, and at Liverpool, when they were just attacking at will just really quickly, he looks absolutely frightening because he's quick and he gets the ball quickly where the defender can't set himself. So, but I, 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 I don't say, think I, he'd I, have worked at Tottenham without that kind of. I think though you, you you say that, but we we you know if you look at let's say Sonny sec, Sonny's goal, it was mm. set up by Kane. It was Kane mm. getting into that position and leading yeah. feeding it forward. And you're looking at it and thinking, would have Sterling done a similar run? I know you said about he had David Silva, but let's not forget Harry Kane is not a bad option in terms of assists. No. So I do feel that he wouldn't have been. I, you know, I, I I sort of look at it and, and I feel that if Tottenham are, want to be serious and want to spend this big money, then realistically, you know, I, I think it would have more stood up in terms of where we are if they'd have gone and got someone like Jesus or if they had got Raheem Sterling, then getting Richarlison. Because to me, it felt like that they were buying him more because of his Premier League experience. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he was an option across the front three. Mm. But, you know, but to me, like, I think yeah. what we've seen with Richarlison is that he's best as a striker. It, you know, yeah. that that is the problem. And every time we, we've tried someone as a striker, it just hasn't worked. But, you know, it's his first season. He might, second season, you know, he might come alive. We we don't know, but I think it is again a lot of uncertainty with everything going on. But I think what I do hope happens now is the fact that you know it's made clear to Sonny, it's made clear to Kane, it's made clear to Kulisevsky. Just because of those your names, you are not a guaranteed to play ninety yeah. minutes of every single match. If you do not turn up, if you do not perform, you will be dropped. Okay. And that's, I think, one of the big issues we've had is complacency because the moment Sonny came off the bench, game changer. To Absolutely, me, really like Leicester. Changer. Exactly mm. the same as Leicester, wasn't it? And it's been a while since we've seen this, Brad. Mm. Uh, uh, I should have got one where he's smiling a bit more. But anyway, uh, I've worked it out. What you do is you drop Son, make him angry, bring him on. <laughs> he scores a goal, repeat. Uh, like Justin said, he came on like a man possessed against Leicester with a point to prove, gets a hat-trick, two Sun Hyun Ming goals that you'd expect from him. And this one was another one. Uh, it can't have been that long after he came on, as uh, within 10 minutes, I'd have thought. And and what, what I was frustrated with earlier in the season was when Kane would get the ball, Son, you could see the confidence wasn't there, so he wasn't making those runs. As soon mm. as Kane got the ball yesterday, he's on his bike, and then it makes Kane's job so much easier as well. The, well, the first touch as well by Son was unbelievable. That could easily yeah. have, have flown off to the keeper, out wide, miscontrolled it, and, and it made his mind up on what he was going to do with it as well. And and But he needs to take this on. If he then has another five games where he's uh, playing badly, it can only be two where he's dropped before he's dropped again. But well, the thing, brilliant the to thing see with, him back. Yeah, the thing with Son is that, and I've said this all along, I've said this many, many times, he's virtually playing for a country. You know, <laughs> he, he, every game he plays. So he's played with pressure at Tottenham, golden boot winner. He went to went to the World Cup. Virtually in that game, got South Koreans a knockout round. He's got... His father, who takes him training yeah. <laughs> after the top of a training sort of thing, there's an awful amount of pressure on him, and he plays an awful amount of games 
like we used to say about Harry Kane when Harry Kane was playing yeah. day in day out playing for England. He hasn't had a rest in God knows how long. And I, I, I've always said, just send him away to the Bahamas on one of you know Joe Lewis's beaches. Just lay on the beach for a week, get a suntan, forget about football, then come back and then you know. Yeah, you can imagine that though, can't you? You know, like the uh, British yeah, army, or, happened, or the, yeah, yeah. the British army advert. His son's dad yeah. comes out with all these people. You are not training. What are you doing? <laughs> but it's, it's. It, I, I just think that's that's what it is. And and we all have. I say we as if I play football, but. Players all, all have these yeah, dips yeah. in form. And let's face it, I'm not saying it's going to happen again this season, but we're saying the same thing about Sonny last this back this time last year. You know, yeah. oh, what happened to Sonny? And he went on and became the golden boot winner. Yeah, I yeah. think that one, if you look at Tottenham's problems, and we haven't played well this this season, and you know, and people saying the lackluster performances, you've got to look at the Son Kane partnership. Because if any one of those drops off, then not only do you lose that player, but you also lose that Son Kane partnership. And that has been very, very, you know, we've scored a lot of goals with that. I mean, they're, they're miles ahead in the most ever Premier League yeah. goals and assists yeah. for, a, for a, a couple. So I think that when you lose Sonny in a game, then you're losing the Son Kane partnership. Same as if you, if Kane was off form, you'd lose that. And I think that's the, one of the main things, that and the attacking wing-backs on both sides, is one of the main things that we've had. Obviously, the defence comes into it as well, but yeah. it's one of our main problems that we've had this season. And I think with Sonny, yeah, we all thought he'd come back against Leicester. Oh, another point I wanted to make. Son, a confident Son, will get the ball and run at defenders. Yeah, at like he did against Man City. Like he did against Man City. And he did, there's one instant yesterday where it was similar to the, Bur- the goal he got against Burnley. He got the ball outside his own penalty. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Large, You know, another one of those moments. And the other thing he does is when he gets that ball on his right foot and on his left foot as well, and he curls it. Those yeah. curling shots, which you remember the Leicester game, he got one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when you see Sonny doing that, he, he, he's he got the confidence back. Mm. Great to see him score yesterday. I still don't think he's 100%. No, no. But I think it, it I think it, it'll, it'll, you know, it, it will come. But you probably will have to start rotating the team. And, you know, let's face it, we've now got Dan Juan, Dan Juna in the team. Mm. We also, Lucas Morris come back to fitness. Yeah, that was so good to see as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we've got Being options this, yeah. to rotate, yeah. Being, yeah, just a word on hit. Well, a few things, Justin. Uh, in terms of Sonny, I don't think it helps that Kulisevsky hasn't been as effective as he was at the end mm. of last season. I think Kulisevsky took so much space away from, from that middle because, my God, look at how this guy is doing. We've got to double up on him. Quick with his feet, nips it in the middle, and then there's space. So that probably hasn't helped Son, but still love Kulisevsky of workhorse and he he's got a good partnership with whether it was uh Doherty whether it's Royale on mm. on that right hand side and in terms of uh more as well great to see him come on uh, mm. just because he's literally got about three months four months left of his Spurs career because he is leaving and and yeah 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 he hasn't been the greatest player that we've ever got but he did is responsible for a lot of Spurs fans' greatest ever moments as a Spurs fan, and <laughs> exactly, everyone yeah. will remember where they were for that. And 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 like Emerson, always puts a shift in, doesn't go mm. hiding, always looks for the ball. So yeah, a couple of points on on Sun's form, and if Kulisevsky's dropping form has had an issue on that, and then a word about Mora as well. So I think to me, looking at it, you you, you sort of look at the culture. One of the things that Tottenham seemed to struggle with, as I said earlier, was that. We, if he's our best player, he's got to play. It's like, but yeah, but if he's not playing well, we have to turn around and make people realize it doesn't matter who you are, the yeah. club is bigger than you. And if you're not going to put a shift in, then you need to be dropped. And and to be fair, I think that 
the difference, I suppose, a little bit with Kulisevsky is the fact that he's had injuries and obviously yeah. he's been coming back. Mm. But the fact is, is that there is a bit more of a work workhorse sort of, you know, uh, mentality with, with him. And we do see that. He may not have the best game, but we know he is trying to make things happen where he can. But again, same like with Son, if he's not playing well, this is why we have... This is one of the things we were told was we, we are, you know, we're building a bench so that mm. we've got options that can come off. And the fact of it being is, is that I'm sorry, but if Kudasevsky having a quiet one, then Dan Juma should have maybe can be, can, can be coming on. You know, uh, Lucas Mora can come on. Obviously, we, we, I'll come on to him in a minute. But, you know, we, we've got Richarlison. We've got these players there. that these front three need to realise now that they don't just get in by name alone. They get in there by right. It's no different to anywhere else. If Harlem wasn't playing well, he wouldn't get in the City team. If Nunes wasn't playing well, he wouldn't get into Liverpool team. You know, it's the same as that. And you look at Jesus at Arsenal, um, he's going to struggle to get in because Nketiah has been playing well. So that is the mentality that this football club seems to lack. And, and that's the part that they need to accept that ultimately, if you are not playing well, you do not start a game. And you need to prove that if you do want to start a game, that when you come off the bench, you can make things happen. You know, and I think Son should play that game, you know, against Chelsea. And, you know, it should just be made clear, though, OK, you're back in the first 11 because of what you did off the bench. But if you have a stinger at Chelsea, you will not play the next one. And that should be the same. In terms of Lucas Mora, you know, it, I, it is a bit of a shame that the club are just going to let him go. But I think clearly, to me, I think the sad part of that is that's a business decision, not a footballing decision. I think that's been made. If they can get his wages off the books. They knew they weren't. You know, it was clear he was up for options in January, which I was surprised no one took mm. that because I would have thought anyone could have taken him for a six-month deal and, and got like mm. something out of him so I was when you look at someone to... yeah when you look at someone like a Leeds they can't score yeah. for love the money at the moment and then yeah. it's certainly you know, speed and, that and, and to be fair Leeds Nottingham Forest uh, you could say anyone down the bottom Wolves even I think mm. you know who would you rather have in your starting 11 would you rather have Lucas Mora or Adama Traore and I mean I'm not talking about who's going to be with us next season because we all know <laughs> that the club will probably go for Adama Traore because Paratici's got this <laughs> fancy him for some reason um you know but to me there is a player who could have done a job there so but clearly yeah. this is being done to get the wages off the books um but you know no matter what anybody says about him or anything like that he will go down in history as a club legend because of the fact of what he did at ajax yeah. in that ajax game i don't mm. care what anybody says you know, we talk about the, the Gareth Bale hat-trick against Milan or the Taxi Mamaikon, you know, mm. in terms of what he did or things like that. This is a guy with that game where he turned around um, and brought Tottenham back from the brink. So it will be a shame to see him go, but I do hope that we see a decent swan song from him. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm hoping now, but, well, you know. Hopefully, top four is done and dusted uh, by the end of the before the last home game, and he gets a full ninety minutes. Yeah, and gets about that oh, would not, be nice. not a full ninety or, minutes. Or, you know, put off after like eighty-seven or something like that. Fall it up in the cup yeah. final. Fall it up in the cup final. Bring yeah. him on. Bring him on for the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I, I'm, it's sad to see him go. I, I yeah. He could play absolutely terrible, sent off every game now, but he still won that game in Ajax and got. Yeah, he did. Oh, that, that is it. He'll be go down as a legend, as simple as that. Yeah, and uh, one one person bad who 
he may be a legend. I'm not sure if he is. Mm. Well, yeah, of course he is. Lovely banner at the start. Uh, I did read something on Twitter that, uh, you know, the fans were singing how he came one of our own, but it was drowned out by the shitty little music that they put on. Just just, just <laughs> let the moment breathe for a minute and let them show the fans show their appreciation for him. And uh, well, that, that I know you said, I know you said when yeah. you were last on here, but when he, uh, it was after the City game, wasn't it, when he got the record? Hmm. And the emotion that he showed being interviewed and everything like that, he ain't going anywhere. There's no one who will love him like us. Do you still feel feel that way or, or, or with yeah, this banner I, I, and, and I, innovation? I still feel that way. Uh, I think if Conte goes, which everyone seems to think is going to happen. Well, Justin's Conte already goes, got rid of him. Justin's already driven him back <laughs> to the airport to go back to Italy, if, apparently. If, 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 well, the, the problem, the thing <laughs> is... Much actually, further than what Levy's done. Levy's already probably got... Pot- Probably yeah. you know, a Hotspur Lodge, to be honest. Well, it's it's interesting that, <laughs> that when he when he sat fan favourite Pochino, Mourinho was installed within 24 hours. So you can't tell me that they hadn't got a contract already no, yeah. signed or delivered for Mourinho. And there are as many things on social media about Poch coming back as there are about Conte leaving. So I think Conte leaving and Poch coming back, if that were to happen, I think I think Carrie would definitely stay. Because of the 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 you know the rapport he had with with uh, would he not with... see that as a backward step though to a, a winner in in Conte regardless of how Conte's done and how the style of players he well, is a winner he's won everywhere well and then yeah you bring but it, it, back do you it, think that would be a yeah, step but... back according to Harry? Well, no, I, I, it's, it's not so much of a backward step because uh, uh, apart okay let's just, let's try and put this in perspective. I. Bringing an old manager back or an old player back generally doesn't work, okay? Mm. But if you push that to one side, Potticino, you know, the record we had under him, if if we'd have had a little bit of luck in a few games, we could have won trophies under Potticino. Yeah. You know, we had, what, two two cup finals, two second or two league league attempts. Yeah. We had many semi-finals. So, so I, I think... Kane would see that, or anyone would see that as you know he he was reasonably successful at changing Tottenham in, into the, the team we are are now. So I think if Conte left and Poch came in, then I think Kane would would stay. If Poch if Conte left and someone else came in, I'm, I'm not so sure. I, I still lean towards Kane staying. And as for him being a legend, well, if you beat Jimmy Greaves to become your club's best yeah, scorer, I, I, then, that, yeah. that was tongue in that was tongue in cheek, you know. I was, the, <laughs> I was doing the ITV quiz host thing, you know, you know, suspense, suspense, and then bang, there he is. Um, and uh, it's quite funny because we uh, where I where I sit, I sit quite. It's on the west west lower, but you, I'm right in front of the the big south stand, and you couldn't quite see what it was saying when they were putting the banners up, when they're putting yeah. the holding the things up. And, Someone actually said to me, I think it says Harry. Oh, okay. And then, then when you watch it, it on, on TV, they showed it, you know, and you could see what it was. And it also made some interesting uh, paper planes being uh, thrown around the pitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Justin, we'll come on to the manager situation next. Uh, but in mm. terms of Harry, it's lovely that he had his uh, kids, uh, wife, uh, look like his uh, parents or grandparents as well, all of his family there. And uh, what I did love is when their photo was finished, his youngest tried to nick the trophy off him. That was quite funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, lovely for him that he gets that reception. And, and we'll come to the managers in a bit, like I said. But Harry, do you think he'll stay this? Do you think he'll stay? I, I think if he does stay, that's him done until he's retired. Uh, or do you think he'll go? Or do you think 
what happens in the summer will have a big part in what happens. I personally think Man United, who are screaming out for a striker, will put in a bid. And if Harry's going to sign I... a new contract, then it's OK. Well, unless you put £150 million in, we ain't getting him. If you're not going to sign a contract, Levy's got something to think about. Well, I as I, say, I understand what, what Brad was saying in terms of his, his mindset and things like that. I lean to the fact it will depend on what happens in the summer. And I do sit there and feel that let's let's not forget this club have completely messed him around. They've lied to him. You know, they turned around and they said that they were going to match his ambitions. They haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've failed him numerous times in terms of appointments, player signings, things like that. The guys had to put up with playing with the likes of Nkudu, in G, you know, Vincent Yansdom, <laughs> people like that. You know, he's had to, you know, he's had to sit there and, and put up with these, you know, and I, I I just sort of look at it and I know I've joked about the whole Pochettino situation. To me, I, I when you said there, Brad, about, you know, it, when they go back, it doesn't generally work. I think this is going to be the case. And I think Harry Kane will see that because let's not forget, it wasn't a case of that things had just gone badly and then obviously he was sacked. This had been going badly for a while. And let's not forget, you know, Pochettino was in charge when there was that, five, you know, 500 odd days without making a signing. Mm. You know, the only club in history to do that, which he wasn't happy about. You know, then the comments that came in pre-season about, you know, perhaps the club should change my title. I'm not a manager, I'm mm. a coach, mm. you know. And then obviously they gave him players he didn't want. You know, I don't care what anybody says. I don't think he was really wanting in Dombele and Lo Celso. It was clear that he wanted Dybala and Coutinho, which, mm. you know, to me made made more sense. Um, so I think, obviously, Kane will have looked at that. And I think the thing is, is that Kane will look at it and think, what changes? What, what truly changes here? Because... Are the club going to turn around if they put Pochettino in charge? Are they going to give him what he needs, which is probably in the summer, about two, three hundred million quid? Because he'll need to strip out the defence. He'll need to get a playmaker in and he'll need to get in another striker. I don't see the club doing that because the club have got to make Kulisevsky's deal permanent. So there's 30 million quid gone there. They've got to make Poro as well. So that's 40 million. That's 70 million quid. He'll be be told. I think if Pochettino comes in, Alfie Devine is straight into the squad next summer. Yeah. Harvey White as well. But, and, and, there's an element of how do you know if these players are good enough without trying them, but there's also an element of if they're not good enough. <laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, but ultimately it's, it's, a, it's, it's a risk. Yeah, and that and that that I think is where the problem lies because you look at it and you look at what the club have done in terms of you know poor recruitment. I mean, what's we've got over two hundred million pounds out on loan, and I think the only one who seems to be a success is. Um, Oh, what was his name? It, you know, I mean, we're seeing Harry Winks now get games, but outside of that, it might just be Brian Hill. The rest of them haven't really pulled up any trees, really. So, you know, it's a case of they're all going to come back. And these are players that they don't want. So Harry Kane, to me, is looking at that. And I always felt the one thing that the, there's two things that I think keeps Harry Kane, not just in the Premier League, but keeps him at Tottenham, which was breaking Alan Shearer's record, 
and breaking Jimmy Greaves's record. Well, he's broken Jimmy Greaves's record. So ultimately now he serves no further purpose apart from to win an actual trophy at Tottenham. And I think that will be the interesting part because all the cards now are in Harry Kane's hands. People can turn around and say, well, Daniel Levy can turn around and hold him to ransom and not sell him. Only for a year he can. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I'm sorry, there's no way. If Manchester United come calling with 100 million quid and say, we will take England's star striker from you, I don't see how Daniel Levy turns that down. I no. really don't. And then the problem is, who does he sign? And then we know what he'll do. He'll go and sign three or four average players from Bournemouth. He won't. He'll, he'll sign a Bottles. winger, won't he, and then put uh, Charleston up top. Yeah, probably will do. And and to me, this is where I I just look at it and and I feel that the summer, you know, because I I thought this summer was going to be the big summer and we're going to see this rebirth of Spurs in terms of a big powerhouse, and that never happened. I think this one is going to be even bigger because of the fact that the Harry Kane situation. Now it's in his hands. And he, I think what the, because there was a report I read that they said that his future isn't aligned with Conte's. I think that's probably the case. But if it is a case that it's Poch coming back, he's going to look at it and go, what's different? What is different? Because to me, if Poch comes back and the same problems are there, I ain't winning anything this season. So I ain't signing a new contract. You will sell me or I will go for a free. And I think the, the, the fans... I, I interestingly think that is where we will then start to see more. You know, we've seen a snippet, you know, um, of fans turn against the owners, myself included. Mm. But I think Kane is the linchpin. If Kane goes either this summer or next summer, I think that the, there will be, it will be enough's enough. If our star striker has realised you can't succeed at this club, why do we need you here? Because you know, I watched the um, the documentary that was put out by BT Sport in terms of Daniel Levy building a home. Um, and it was wonderful what he was saying. It was beautiful when you look at, listen to it because it was everything he's doing off the pitch. Mm. But what he deems a success on the pitch is finishing in Europe 17 seasons mm. out of 18. Mm -hmm. Well, now you can finish eighth and get into Europe. That's how far it's come down. So that's not, that is not a success. Yes, okay, it means we'll probably be facing, you know, Paco Raban or Dave's garages from down the road. But the fact well, is, and losing. Yeah, yeah, probably losing 3 1 to him. But, you know, this is where ultimately this summer I feel. And I don't think Champions League makes any difference because I used to think, you know, if we got in the top four, it would make all the difference. I don't think it does anymore. I think was it was a £10 million difference in terms of the accounts um, that we made from being in the Conference League to what we would have got in the Champions League. So to me, I sort of look at it and think, I don't know whether that will really be the be-all and end-all. But in terms of now, Harry Kane's decision, I think will influence what the fans think. Because if he goes... This is a, the, 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 the star man coming out and saying, I can't succeed in this football club because mm. he, he, he loves Tottenham. Yeah. We know he loves Tottenham. Yeah. That, so he that's part of his issue as well for me. If he wasn't a Spurs fan, he'd have been long gone by. Yeah. Oh, got, yeah. Spurs, gone, being right? a Spurs fan is keeping him here. And, and yeah. there wouldn't have even been a conversation of he's getting close to Jimmy Greaves' record because he'd have gone after that yeah, uh, Champions yeah. League final and... and, and well, they've probably gone uh, after the 
zero signings in the yeah, he would have done. He'd have been transfer request at that so, point. So yeah, I, I think I think that that's what's holding him back as well. Is he's he's letting his heart rule his head to a certain I, I, extent. I, I, I just just wonder whether he might sign a new deal with a a, a an escape clause. So he might Levy, say to will Levy yeah. allow that though? Levy will see, well, that, you'd, see you'd what he's probably trying to do. I don't think he'd have a choice. I don't think yeah, he'd have a choice. Yeah, the, problem, just, the problem is, yeah. the only thing I would say to that, uh, and apologies for interrupting, but I do I do feel that Levy would want such a release clause. I don't think Kane would go for it. He'd want a like, £150 million pound release clause. Who's going to pay £150 million pound for a guy edging 30? Yeah, he's, he's not, not going to no. get that, is he? No. But I mean, he might just say, look, you know, if you want me for another season, at least another season... Put the clause in for I don't know 60, 70, 80 million, you know, or seventy million and over, or something like that. Uh, there is another another side to this argument, uh, which is not my argument actually. It's not not my theory. It's uh, I don't know if you know. Do you know Gareth Gareth Mack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a few things with him. Yeah. Uh, he was on a show with me a couple of weeks ago, and he said that it might work. In the, if if Harry Kane wins, say the FA Cup with Tottenham, he might think, well, there you go. I've got my trophy with Tottenham. Now I'm going to go. So yeah. <laughs> it, might, it might work that way. So uh, yeah, I, I I still and maybe it's just the the romantic in me. I still think he might he's going to stay. I think if he doesn't go this summer or next summer, mm. then then he's he's and retiring at Spurs. And of course, he can break Alan Shearer's Premiership record by playing for Man United. So he can yeah, do, yeah. and that's the whole. Point and and ironically, ironically, wouldn't it be ironic if he broke Alan Shearer's Premiership record playing for Newcastle. <laughs> I joked about that. I did joke yeah. about that. So, but I think they've signed Isak. I think that would be very tricky because obviously he came in for big money. Yeah. So I don't see them giving up on that. And I think there's a good player in there. So there's talk of Chelsea, but I think Kane wants to keep no. his reputation at Spurs. So yeah. I, I don't. I, I think hell would have to freeze over for him to even consider. I, I think he'd Chelsea. Rather, he'd rather Chelsea stay in two hundred million. I yeah, think he'd, he'd, for him to go there, you're talking close. I, to I don't think he'd want to go there. Mm. I think he'd rather just stay at Spurs, and not win anything, than go to Chelsea and ruin any kind of legend status he has at Spurs. Uh, yeah. Well, he'd probably got. He'd probably have to compete with about 15 strikers at Chelsea, wouldn't he? So, you know. Well, no, he wouldn't. To be fair, he'd have a, he'd have a field day because you look yeah. at their situation. It's they got, can't they score goals either. Midfielders, so he'd have a field day. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's move on to the managers. So, Stellini, Conte, or Poch. <laughs> Do we need any of the last two when we've got the manager that Pep wishes he was? Three out of three. Three out of three. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Brad, come to you first. But what I will say is if Conte does leave and Poch comes in, uh, I won't have much to cheer about other than the fact that when Conte came in, I said he's got an 18-month deal. I was on all of these streams being told I'm talking shit and the nonsense. But in 18, within 18 months, Poch will be back. So if he does come back, I will be singing from the rooftops that I was right, everyone was wrong. I've got nothing else to cheer about. I was right, I was wrong. Why have you take taken me off your podcast? Uh, but, but to be fair, just before Brad starts, you would be defined as right as a Spurs fan and as a man. So you can yeah. have that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Stellini, Brad, uh, like, like, like I said at the start, it's almost like he's allowing the handbrake to come off yeah, I mean, we would be saying we would be saying this with we would be saying this with two good results. If we'd have lost to Man City and then yeah. not won yesterday, we wouldn't be saying that. So, no. yeah, I mean, look, look, I'm not saying he's bad. I think he's obviously a very good coach, and he's been working with Conte, and Conte keeps him. You know, what has been working with him all these years. 
uh, which actually says a lot about Ryan Mason, to be fair. Uh, I just want to see a Conte Tottenham or, or a Tottenham team playing with the Con- with Conte's players. Mm. Let's 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 face it. Arteta at Arsenal, if you look at their, their team, it's all of Arteta's players. Where our yeah. team at the moment is from about three or four different managers. I'm pretty sure that... I just saw some picks fly past. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure, <laughs> though, Brad, that's not going to happen because I don't... Yeah, uh, at, at the moment, at the moment uh, yeah, I, I, as a, I think if Poch came back, again, the romantic in me would be would be swooning and going, oh, great, Poch is back. Yeah, it's going to be like old times. I'm not so sure it will be like old times. I agree with Justin about the backing. Why would, why would Levy back him? A second time, unless there's unless there's some investment coming in, which we're not aware of. I don't know which. Unless Potter's completely mm. changed his ways and isn't a yes man anymore, it, it is interesting. He's got him over a barrel and can just. Yeah, I, I, I do have an inter- an interesting analogy. Well, not an analogy, a comparison. Uh, I I support two sporting teams passionately uh, in the world at the moment in my life. One is Tottenham Hotspur, obviously. And in Australia, in the South Australian National Football League, I used to follow a team called Central Districts, uh, playing Australian rules football. And I used to go week in, week out. All I mean, you could go to the away games because it's literally the other, other side of the town sort of thing. But you go to go all the games, you pay at the door. You used to go to all the games and we won nothing. Always, we're so similar to Tottenham. We were always promising but never delivering. And make of this what you will, I came to live in England and from two, I came to England in 1993. But in from 2000 to 2011, I see where this is going. Central Districts won nine out of eleven titles. <laughs> right? But that's not the point of my story. My point of my story is that Mourinho came to Tottenham, didn't he? Won all these trophies. Yeah, we're going to win something. Won nothing. Conte came to Tottenham. Oh, he's won all these titles. We're going to win now. Won nothing. There was an, a coach in Australian rules football and South Australian football called Neil Curley. He, every club he'd been to, he'd won titles with. He went to a club, an unfashionable club called West Adelaide, took him to the title, literally, I mean, it might be the first, second season he's there. Guess who signed him as their coach? Central Districts Football Club. Did he win anything? No, he won bugger all at Central District. So there's a lot of comparisons there between the two teams I support. But It might but yeah, not look. be a question of fate, though, Brad. It might just be that you're bloody unlucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. All I've, all I've, I've, it was a wonderful analogy, but I was just thinking as you were going through, is there any chance you can bugger off? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I haven't got a problem. I, I We can set up a GoFundMe page. <laughs> You know, all of us will happily. I'll, well, happily, I'll drive you there myself. I've got no problem. With well, they, 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 they won in, in. You can bugger yeah, they, off. They won in two thousand. <laughs> they won in. They won in two thousand. I think they lost in two thousand and one. And in two thousand and three, I made the decision to go on a four, five, six week holiday to Australia, where as you probably know my mum lives, and at that time my father as well. And uh, I timed it to coincide with the last part of the Australian rules football season, so I'd be there for the grand final and. They got to the grand final and they won it. So, and I went back to the club, all the celebrations, all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, so yeah. It, it can happen. It can happen. Yeah, I mean, Hopefully, it will give hope to everyone out there. I mean, Potter said, hasn't he? He's got unfinished business. So oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I mean defi- he's bit... definitely back at Spurs at some point, I think. Yeah. When that is, Tot- I'm not Tottenham so winning sure. the title. Tottenham winning the title next season under Pochino with Kane there. I mean, that'd be like. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love Pochino. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love Poch to come back. The only the issues that I have are half the players that are there threw him mm. under the bus anyway. So unless yeah, he's yeah, get yeah. that rebuild and get them out, yeah. it's going to be wrong. And no, he's got the I'm owner saying. there who yeah. di- who who 
Yeah. He got told he needed a rebuild, didn't yeah. do one, and then threw him under the bus yeah. and knows it, it, that he's it, got my got heart him talking, under a barrel now. Like, yeah, my heart talking rather than my head talking. Yeah, yeah. But mm. if we got new owners who possibly going to happen, but they did promise and, and stuck to their promise of rebuilding yep. and everything like that, bring Poch back. There we go. Jeff, Jeff Bezos buys us. Jeff Bezos buys yeah. us and we, we win the title under Pochino with Harry Kane scoring the winning goal at the Amazon Stadium. There you go. Yeah. But Justin, <laughs> uh, do you think Conte will come back? I mean, he, he's obviously homesick. His family live uh, in Italy. He's lost three really, really, really close people to him this year. Mm. He hasn't had his family to confide in other than, I don't know, Zoom, phone calls, emails, whatever. Uh, he, he's obviously ill. Well, he's not ill. He had an operation and he's mm. come back too quickly, so he needs time to recover. There's part of me that can see him saying, I'll, I'll stay in Italy. Uh, he obviously uh, foregoes I, any compensation there, but then the if next... he does stay, he's not going to get any compensation anyway because his uh, no. contract's up. So, do you, do, you, do you see it could be a situation that Stellini's in charge until the end of the season? If he does well, maybe a permanent role or Conte or Poch comes back. Because the other thing that I say about Poch coming back is it works for Daniel Levy in the sense that Conte leaves at the end of his deal, Poch is unattached. Daniel Levy gets rid of a manager, gets one in, zero compensation <laughs> is paid. When 15 million or something ridiculous that we paid for Mourinho before a cup final. So it works for Levy in that sense. But who do you see being in charge next season and who do you see being in charge for the rest of this season? My feeling is that Conte will come back. Um, I think there is, uh, unless the club and him come to some sort of agreement or he gets any sort of further sort of medical uh, understanding from it all, my, my feeling is he'll come back. I, 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 I don't see him staying there because I just don't think it's in his nature. I think if he was to stay there, it's either on health grounds or the club's well, the club and him have come to a, a, a sort of a, a mutual agreement that he this that you know and, and they'll put they'll pad it out that due to health reasons he's he's gone um and that Stellini will take charge till the the end of the season it may even be that they turn around and say we will assess the situation then and almost giving Stellini an opportunity to see what he can do in that scenario so my my feeling is if you were wanting um you know, means put a bet, a ten pound bet, as as Brad puts it, as a mate bet type thing. <laughs> um, then I think we'll be sat here. Um, you know, August the first or first game of the season with Poch in the dugout. That that That's is honestly my, my feeling. Is it? Is it's just a case of when, uh, not if. Uh, and also, with, also, with your ears ringing on porn yeah. streams that I told you so, I told all of you so. I've been in your camp with that, Chris. I've, I've moved. <laughs> when you saw the moment that contract, there was always that part before. The other, the other thing, of course, is that Levy, Levy's got such a big ego that, that he won't, he will do something that he thinks will please the fans. The only thing I would say yeah. is, is that what would be interesting, and, and I, I'm. Uh, I would find disappointing if fans embraced Levy for doing it. And the only reason I say mm. that is because yeah. this is the Daniel Levy that failed Pochettino yeah, for yeah. 500 days, has multiple times not given him the players that he wanted, sacked him, okay, didn't back him in either title, two title challenges or, you know, in the Champions League to, to win it, okay, when there was opportunity to do so. He would have to come out and say... I failed. 
Because ultimately what he's done is he's sacked Pochettino, brought in two world-class managers, both of who have won multiple things. One has since won things elsewhere. Let's not forget that. He has won things with Roma, right? And a manager who we know full well that will go somewhere else and will win things there. So I do look at it and I think if he turns round, Levy, and doesn't apologise for the fact that he could have avoided all of this, if he'd have just actually backed Poch, like I remember that was going round at the time, yeah. then this, you know, he, then fans, I, I think are very fickle because as you said, Brad, they'll just look at the fact that the prodigal son is coming home when it's mm. like, well, it might be the prodigal son, but he didn't win anything. So unless mm. the manager, unless the owner is going to apologize for failing him and then going full out and I'm now going to back him, pointless because yeah. all that will happen is it'll be no different and he'll be gone probably within a couple of years. Maybe some mediocre seasons, then we'll go. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the 500 days for me was obviously terrible and the, the lack of a rebuild terrible. But for me, the, the, the biggest mistake he made, Levy, was after 16-17, where we finished just behind Chelsea. That was the time to really go and buy yeah. a couple of worldies. That We had the best 1-11 to 11 in, the, in the league by... Bar no one in that, in that year, yeah. in my opinion. The squad wasn't that good. Buy two worldies in your squad instantly improved and, and really push on to try and win that league. And we didn't, we, I don't know who we bought in that season, but they were a bit part players at best. And, and then we fell behind. That was the time to really take the next step and then really go for it. And he didn't take it. And then obviously the 500 days followed on uh, that, that was unforgivable for, for me. Uh, the 500 days was, was shockingly bad but as the, well. The other, the uh, other thing yeah. with, with Pochino coming back is that the fans will have to be patient again. Because Kane, I, I can't see mm. Kane hanging around. Son's coming towards the end in terms of, obviously, I know he's 30, but it's how long does he go on? Because bearing in mind Son, with, with the, what's the best part of his game is his blistering pace when he's trying to get past mm. people. And that's what tends to go first. So whether that will be an issue, you know, it, he's coming back to a defence that was his. Let's not forget, Tanganga, Sanchez, Dyer, all there when he was there. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. That is his defence. I right? do think the lack of creativity, like but back in Potch's day, we had uh, Ericsson. I mean, we had Wanyama and Dembele who allowed the front four and the wing backs mm. to go and do what they wanted. But we had Ericsson as well. And Ericsson Dembele, whenever the times got bad, they got on the ball five minutes, stemmed any momentum that the other team had. And generally, when the times were going good, they were on the ball and dictating the pace of the game. So the defence was relatively untroubled for large parts of the game. Whereas now we're getting like 30% uh, possession. The defence are always having to pay attention. And, have, and, and I think the, the, the pressure, the mental pressure that that gives is another thing as well. Obviously, the defence he had in that day was far, far superior to the defence that we have now. But I think our defence would be a lot, lot better if we had that creative outlet and the people mm. who, apart from Bentonker, who who now can't play, there's not really anyone there who can just dictate a game and put their foot on the ball. But uh, yeah, next, Brad, uh, Chelsea. Will Dr Tottenham be in session or will Chelsea continue to struggle? Right. Well, you know me. I'm very much a law of averages kind of guy. So on that basis, I would expect Tottenham to win because we haven't beaten Chelsea. And I don't think, I think Lamella scoring with no crowd there in a League Cup game is the only time we've, we've scored against Chelsea at the new stadium. Well, that, so was we knew penal- that. that was on penalties, wasn't it? On penalties, yeah. Cup. So, yeah, I think he got an equaliser about five yeah, minutes from yeah. the end of the time. 
but we never actually scored against them. Certainly not with the crowd there. So yeah. I would, I would, I would say on the law of averages, we're due for a win. But having said that, Chelsea haven't won a game in such a long time. On the law of averages, they're due a win as well. So, so yeah, oh, so, you're going for a draw then. It's a draw, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, we, I think we've, we've certainly got the ability to beat them. And and as I was saying earlier, that, that you've got so many new players that are still bedding in that you know yeah. we can take advantage of that. But yeah, we're going to have to crowd with us, I guess. But yeah, Doctor Tottenham worries me. You know, he wasn't there this week. Yeah. You know, he might yeah. have just come back from his holidays next week. So, yeah. But Justin, if there ever there was a game to put a team under pressure from the start, it's Chelsea. Uh, mm. All over the place at the moment. Manager has got, you know, more players than you get at a, a, a Beyonce concert in the door. <laughs> uh, most of these players not his type of players. He wants uh, Potter young players that he can mould and train, not older players that are set in their way and don't want to be trained and want to play the way they play. Ever there was a time to go out like a train, it's against Chelsea. But this is Tottenham. So, Dr Tottenham or Chelsea continue to struggle for you? I believe there will be a, a doctor calling um, <laughs> on, uh, on Sunday um, and, and try and make Chelsea feel a bit better. And the reason I say that is because whether it be Stellini, whether it be Conte, there seems to be this lack of belief against the big clubs, right? And we've seen it. You know, he, he the way, you know, that he's set up in Arsenal with both the fixtures, Man City, okay, it works, but, you know, he did that there. And as I say, we, we got quite lucky, I think, in that game. We played well. We stuck to our game plan for that. But I just feel that, what I've seen of Chelsea is a team that will dominate the ball, will control the ball, but won't finish their uh, their chances. And for me, I would love to see a Tottenham team that will go at them, you know, mm. put them under pressure and play their proper, you know, counter-attacking football in terms of, you know, hit, you know, letting them have it, but just knowing, you know, that they everybody's doing their jobs. I, if they do what they did at City in terms of really hassle them, get at them, and then when they get the ball, just go mm. for it in terms of counter. Yes, I do think they'll they can do that. But the problem being is is that, that we are we are asking a Tottenham team that we don't know again which Tottenham will turn up because mm. you know even in that game against West Ham, the half the first half was was dull as anything. I was thinking, do I watch the second half or do I put paint on a wall and wait watch it dry? Because I didn't know what was going to be more entertaining. You know, and, and to me the worry is is that will top will Chelsea be more up for it? So this is the worry I think for me is the fact of I would love to see Tottenham play the Conte style, but really go for it. Because I just feel that, yes, we, you know, we're not going to go all guns blazing for it, things like that. You know, we're, I think what's going to happen is we're going to give Chelsea the ball. But what we need to be is sort of, whether it be Saar or, or um, you know, Skip or Hoiberg, whoever he goes with, really just at them, you know, really getting at them, niggling at them and things like that. And giving and it to the him into mistakes. Yeah. Yes. And giving it and... to the front three, whoever they are, quickly so they can be yeah. on the uh, offensive. So they don't have to turn. The, the, the ball's in front of them and they can run at people. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that again, that's if we see that, yes, I think Chelsea will win. But I just feel that the, the fear that we seem to have now developed, that Conte has, himself has, 
has sort of brought on us in terms of that we can't compete, we're not at the same level of. I think that has fed into the players. So I, I do unfortunately think that there will be a, a Dr. Tottenham show on, on Sunday, sadly, because of the fact that he has said that this is a big club who act like a big club and, and we are trying to do things differently. So he will yeah. treat it as we are the underdogs. <laughs> Yeah, the, well, only good thing to, is, uh, the only good thing is we're not playing a top six team. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I do have to be fair as well. I called Brad a, a bad luck charm. I've seen Chelsea at home uh, twice in a year and we've lost fairly heavily both times and I'm going on Sunday. So that'll be a and the last uh, home game. Third, third time lucky, third yeah. time lucky, third time lucky. But I think so. So I put a tenner on Chelsea then. Yeah, should I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it wouldn't surprise me as well if, you know, the Chelsea players, a lot of them older heads, I don't want to be coached. I want to play how I want to play. Yeah. This guy is trying to coach me. Mm. He's trying to coach me. I don't know if I'm playing because the man, the chairman's brought all of these people in and I don't know what's happening. So it wouldn't surprise me if the players have just got, I don't care about Graham Potter anymore. And, but again, you know, or either that or he's, they've turned around and gone, well, it doesn't really matter what we do this season because it's all about next season and it's kind of fed into the players. Yeah, but then, you know, in the Leicester w title winning season, they were nobodies and then basically mm. turned up against us. So you don't know. It's just, I just want to see, like, I wouldn't say a potch team, but, you know, because we started very slowly <laughs> in a lot of first halves <laughs> then. But uh, a, te a, a proactive team, you look at Arsenal now, horrible to say, but, if a team's struggling and they play them, they smell blood from the first second mm. on and then they go and kill the team off and then they take it easy when the game's won. We do it the other way around. Yeah. I just want to see us really attack them because it's a team there for the taking and, and you can get the game done by 60 minutes and then five subs, you can rest. Because we must have AC Milan. Is it next week or is it the week? Yeah, not yeah, next week. No, it's yeah. a cup game, yeah. off. It's a cup game. Oh off. yeah, no, sorry, it is oh, a cup well, game. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. yeah, it's a cup game. That was it. I knew. And, it was and, and the cup game is a huge, huge, huge game in our season, isn't it? And for us, it is. I'm not yeah, sure. It's, yeah. it's interesting yeah. as well because Sheffield United have got the, the push for automatic promotion. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure it's a game they will really want at this time. No, but yeah, just kill Chelsea off. Go for it and and. Try and kill the game off by 60 minutes. Then you can rest your Harrys, your sons, get Richarlison six goals so Brad wins £10. Get, give Dan, <laughs> Dan Juma a game and, and, and all of this stuff. And, and But, yeah, I, 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 I know what you're saying, Brad, law of mm. averages, but I, I'm with probably with you, Just I've watched Tottenham too long. <laughs> you know what? Welcome to the welcome to yeah. the miserable side, the depressing but, side. You know, maybe they'll prove us wrong. Certainly, if Stellini is there, it allows us to kind of attack a bit more at will and be a bit more expressive. But yeah, I mean, that's for Friday's show. The, the, the bigger preview on there. Uh, but yeah, pretty much reached the end. And uh, been a nice, really, really nice. Uh, not just having you two great guests mm. on, but. It's very rare, isn't it, this season, certainly, to have a, 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 a cheerful Monday Spurs chat. It's normally a gloomy one. But, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who was watching and added uh, comments in. Please hit the like, please hit the subscribe and the notification bell. If you like a bit of magic, go over to Chris's Magic as well every Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. Trick drops there. And you've got two more shows as well. Uh, they're in the description, as well as Brad and Justin's Twitter handles. But I didn't say in the description what you can expect from their channel. So this is where you find that out. Brad, Blue Sofa Songs. What can people yeah, do? Blue Sofa Songs is totally unrelated to football. 
it's just my uh, basically me trying to to write songs. Uh, so it'll be me playing the guitar, trying to sing. Uh, the music's mine. The lyrics are mine. They're 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 all about my experiences, my views, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it's just me trying to be an artist. So please go over there. Uh, I'm now doing it with the hope, the help of a, a digital audio work, workstation, which in layman's terms is basically a recording studio on my laptop. Uh, whereas the early videos is just me playing live in front of the camera phone. So, so yeah, it's it, it's it's come on, it's come yeah, on in, in the year of doing it. Uh, and yeah, I just hope to every song I do, uh, hopefully is is the best one I've ever done. I mean, it doesn't always work out that way, but uh, but yeah. So I should have a new song going out this Friday at five o'clock. Uh, every t- every two weeks they come out at five o'clock. Uh, yeah, so please go over there, give it a like, subscribe, do all the usual stuff. Uh, click like, subscribe to to Chris's Magic, and and go and go and follow JJ Coda as his Twitter handle there. Yeah. Uh, or any uh, and yeah, let's do that. And uh, yeah, thanks for everyone's support. Absolutely, a brilliant channel. And Justin, uh, we've run out of time. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, to be fair, I, yeah, I was just going to turn around and say, obviously, I, I do this with you. You know, I yeah. do things with with Tommy Marlon, things like that. Yeah. You know, I said I also. For a bit sort of, I suppose, edgier, maybe a bit of a stronger sort of <laughs> view when it comes to these things. And so that's what all things Tottenham is yeah. about. If we, if we yeah. call something, you know, rubbish, we won't necessarily use that language. We may something a little <laughs> bit stronger than that. So if you if you ever sit there and, and Spurs have properly wound you up or something and you want to hear, you know, angry men shouting about Spurs being rubbish or Richarlison not having a great game or things like that, then, yeah, give that a look. But as I say... Thank you so much for having us on. It's, it's oh, been a no pleasure as always. One, one final thing, Chris, talking about, talking about choice language. A friend of mine, or a friend of mine's brother, he, he was a born-again Christian, and he used to play for a church football team. And he got really badly hacked down by this player once. And he got up, and he was just about to swear at this guy. And he went, that was a trifle clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't say that. We, 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 we don't say that. I, I, I can guarantee I don't think we'll ever say that. <laughs> yeah, th- th- thanks both of you guys, Brad and Justin, for coming Cheers, on. Always, been on plenty Cheers. of times. Always a pleasure. And thanks so much for coming on. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe, notification bell on Let's Talk Tottenham, Chris's Magic, Blue Sofa Songs and all things Tottenham. And yeah, join me on Friday, 7.30, 7.30, no, I'm at lunch, I'm not at lunch that late, 12.30pm UK time, be a big Chelsea preview there, and be back next Monday, 7.30pm UK time, for hopefully another happy Monday show, talk about another mm. win, and Dr Tottenham has not turned up, but until then, come on you Spurs. Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live, and it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section on the YouTube For those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time, and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at Tottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you can find
find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, also do a magic show. So I do one trick a week, which drops Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. Chris's Magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on you Spurs. <laughs>